got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. Where? Welcome to Breakfast Theology. <laughs> I'm Josiah Kane. Today we're talking about joy, continuing our Fruit of the Spirit series, which is why we started with the musical introduction today. So, I'm with Isaac Kane this morning as, as well, and... Chuck Jones. Chuck Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I told Chuck. And it was a little hard to hear him last time, so you might hear him uh, yell at you a little bit throughout the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this morning, I just had bacon for breakfast. I can't see how that's ever a bad thing. <laughs> I feel like that would be the truest bacon temptation item. It's just bacon. <laughs> the bacon temptation omelet. Forget that. Just bacon temptation. <laughs> uh, I've been sticking with the... Uh, Southwest Chicken Bowl. It's been pretty solid. It is solid. Yeah. It's definitely not a liquid. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't want to drink anything that's chicken. I don't want to drink my chicken. <laughs> well, I had the Colorado omelet. What is in that? It's does it have peppers in it? Yeah. Colorado it's a dirt. beef, tomatoes. Cheese, low oxygen Eggs. content. I've had it before. It's just been a while. There are rumors that we might be trying a new place sometime, maybe even next week. Which means you have no idea what we're gonna eat. Cause neither do we. Be prepared. Uh, it will probably rock your worlds, but I think you can all handle it. It's going to be a monumental shift mm -hmm. in breakfast theology. But you'll still be able to find it at the usual place. That's right. And you'll still be able to respond in the usual way. If you're so inclined, you can go to breakfasttheology at gmail.com and uh, send us an email. That would be fantastic to hear from you guys. I was checking our statistics this morning. And it turns out most of the listeners are between 18 and 34. And then we have some people all the way up to age 59. And we have people from Vietnam, New Zealand, Lebanon, France, Ghana, Puerto Rico, Nicaragua, Singapore, Kenya, Canada, Ireland, the UK, Australia, Slovakia, Germany, South Africa, and the United States, of course, that are listening to Breakfast Theology or have listened at one point. Which is really interesting. That's pretty cool. It would be awesome to be able to hear from some of those people that yeah. live in a different state, different city, or even a different country. So just send us an email. We would love to hear from you. Who you are, where you're from, how did you find us. Maybe you... give us a suggestion for the next place to eat. That would be great. Or give us a suggestion for a topic. Or, if you're close enough, come and join us. Oh, yeah. We'll buy you breakfast. Oh, yeah. So, we are continuing our series on the fruit of the Spirit, as I said. And, uh, of course, the fruit of the Spirit is uh, something that Paul mentions in Galatians 5. And he talks about how the, the works of the flesh are evident. And he goes through this 
big list of, of things that is are obvious fleshly desires that are carried out. And then he goes on to say, but the fruit of the Spirit is different. It brings about different works. When, when the, the Spirit is in your life, you do things differently. And we talked about that last week. And we also men- talked about the first fruit that he mentions, which is love. So if you missed out on that, go back and listen. This week, we're moving on to the second one listed, which is joy. So where do we start? Brothers in Christ? <clears throat> That's a great question. Would you be for- well, prefer to be a brother or an uncle? <laughs> I'll call you a brother. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Well, I would suggest that we start at the beginning, and when we get to the end, we stop. <laughs> I think it's a good plan. I like it. Where's the beginning? Where are we where are we departing from? In our conversation on joy. Mm-hmm. Well, let's define what that is. Okay, sounds like a good place to start. Yeah. So in, in the Greek word is. Kara, Kara, which also brings with it some connotations. And in, in scripture, it's used in a way that is different than like happiness. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely a feeling or like a state of being. So it, it's not, it's similar to happiness, That, it, but it's kind of more inward. It's uh a delight, a rejoicing, something that's based on spiritual realities instead of the circumstances that surround you. In spite of the circumstances. That's maybe even better, yeah. In spite of the circumstances, apart from them, joy continues. Yeah. There's, I think, a close connection between joy and hope. Yeah. An anticipation, expectation. Hmm. They're kind of. Uh, I would say they are. They are required. They're kind of a joint package to come together. You know, you can't have the joy of the spirit without hope of what's to come. And you can't have hope without joy, like you, without delighting in it, you know, without looking forward to it, without that joy, what is your hope? It's kind of this circular mm-hmm. feedback loop. Yeah. Uh, I think it's good that we mentioned that joy is a little bit different of a category than, than happiness. Because joy is much more, um, that's what I'm looking for. Enduring. Yes. Yeah, enduring. It lasts. Happiness is a bit more fleeting. Can't um. see the cue card? <laughs> yeah. Where's our, where's our teleprompter? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, joy and hope really work well together. I think one time, or this good illustration of a good example of what joy could be, and of course it's not nearly the same magnitude as the joy we get in the, in the fruit of the Spirit, but it still works. You know, let's say you know next week you have, you're going to go on vacation. You know, that week of work, 
is much more relaxed and you're much more okay with things and at peace and you're just glad and probably a lot of times happy because you know what's coming next week. You have a hope about what's to come with vacation and so how you're currently living has a bit more joy in it. Um, and that's definitely the same kind of concept for our joy that we have with the hope of you know, salvation, the hope of the kingdom. Um, of course, that's to a way smaller magnitude than salvation. But, you know, in a sense, we should be able to live this life knowing, quote unquote, next week I get to have vacation. Right? You know, mm. at the end of my life, the next thing I know is the kingdom. And that's fantastic. Like, I already have a good destination and I know it. Right. I hope for that. And I'm joyful about it, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So to have one without the other doesn't quite work, as we said. Because if you are thinking about the hope that's in the future, but you don't have any joy about it, then you probably don't have a full understanding of what is to come. Yeah. And if you are joyful right now, but you don't have any hope, then you probably don't have your priorities perfectly right on what's giving you the fullest joy. You know? It's probably not the absolute most full amount of joy that you could have. Um, so, yeah. People can't hear you shaking your head. Here, maybe this will help. <laughs> That's the sound of me shaking my head. I wonder if the Greek word for kara, for joy, has some root to being charismatic at all. Yes. Hmm. Charisma. Yeah. Kara is definitely in there. Kara. Yeah, for sure. Great. Yeah. Also, credit. Really? That makes that makes sense, actually. Jesus said, "If you only love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Mm. How is that showing grace? Mm. If you only love those who love you." Mm. Even the tax collectors do that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. So there's a, a verse in Romans 15 that Paul talks about joy. And he says, Now may the God of hope, which we've already talked about how there's a close connection between hope and joy here, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit so how does the Holy Spirit change I guess our faith our hope and therefore our joy by revealing the truth to us I would think yeah, but that's just my opinion. There you are. You guys have a great day. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I got other plans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, you know, revealing the truth for sure. I think overall, we as humans, you know, without God's spirit and the perspective that God has, we tend to look what's right in front of us. You know, we might have us like this tunnel vision about, you know, we're dealing with what's happening right here, right now, in this life, in this time, worries and concerns right now. And I feel like God's Spirit 
reveals the truth, which is there's much more to life than that. You know, as Jesus says in Matthew 6, life is more about more than the food you eat or the clothes you wear or the basically the worries and concerns of this life. You know, there is eternity at stake. There is perfection with God at stake. There is spiritual wholeness and healing at stake. And the Holy Spirit, I think, reveals that truth to you. And your perspective is widened. And with that, you can have <clears throat> an abounding hope. Because before God reveals that, you're just looking at the here and now and thinking maybe possibly that this life is all you got. You know, yeah. So there's not a ton of hope there. You know? Yeah, there's almost none. Yeah. If in this life only we have the hope of Christ, we're the most miserable people on earth. Yeah. We're going to be pitied above all men. Yeah. Paul also talks about the Holy Spirit being a down payment in the sense that it is the portion that we receive now of the kingdom and age to come. So it is the it is the peace and power and the joy and the hope and the truth and all of that that spills from the age to come from who God is and his plans into this moment mm -hmm. so what is the proof of the age to come it is the holy spirit working in our lives exactly which, which brings about things like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness mm -hmm. and gentleness i think i missed yeah. that etc etc et yeah. <laughs> that don't belong to this age. Those things don't mm. belong to this age or to the flesh. That's what yeah. Paul is saying. Mm -hmm. They are from the future, mm. and they're from a power beyond us. And so when the, when the God of hope fills you with that, he fills you with joy, as mm. he says in Romans 15, 13, fill you with joy and peace and believing through your faith, yeah. you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Abound is just such a like, cool word. A thriving, an abundance, an yeah. overflow. Yeah. You know? Having more than you need. Yeah. I think that word peace also maybe gives some more clarity as to how to understand the biblical meaning of joy. Um, you know, you imagine... Sometimes when we hear the word peace in our modern day, we just think kind of the opposite of war. Like we're at peacetime, we're not in conflict, like things are calm. Yeah, but the, peace uh, is a lack of conflict. Lack of conflict, is that's very much a part of peace. But there's even more than that, I think, that's talked about in Scripture, what peace means. You know, the, whenever we read in the Old Testament the word peace, the Hebrew word there had a meaning of wholeness uh -huh. or completion. Um, you know, they'd say, you know, shalom. They kind of had this thought of peace be with you, or be full, or be whole, or be complete. Um, and I think that still carries here with what, you know, Paul is saying. You know, when you are joyful, you're at peace. Not only a lack of conflict within yourself about this life and the desires of the flesh and stuff, but um, you're whole, you're complete, you have what you need, you're, you're not anxious about the concerns of this life you're not worried about the concerns of this life you are hopeful in what's to come uh, there's no need to worry you know so that gives peace and with peace comes a lot a lot of joy yeah you're content if you are in a conflict and come to that place of peace 
and quiet in the midst of that conflict looking towards the future that joy can flood in yeah and even increase the peace when it's like okay I'm I'm set I'm fine yeah yeah even in the midst of conflict you know even in the midst of all kinds of things painful things painful things like death yeah we can still be filled with joy Mm. because of the future and our hope Mm -hmm. and we look at death and and we look at like first thessalonians 4 that talks about death right and he says i don't want you to be unaware i don't want you to suffer like the people who don't have hope Mm. and he goes on to say that guess what there's a resurrection yeah and there's an eternal life ahead of those who believe life so, in the age to come yeah and so by while death still might have a temporary effect on us it doesn't have its sting or victory anymore mm. and so you know that that hope that realization changes everything mm-hmm. and it and allows us to have a steadfast joy an enduring joy through things that kill and crush the people who don't have hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think of Jesus' prediction that in the last days, men's hearts would fail them for fear. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of a place, a situation I don't think I want to experience. Mm. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. But the joy that Jesus experienced was at Matthew 25, 21. Comes at the end of the parable there. of Of the talents. And the one that had gained five talents, his Lord said to him, well done, faithful, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. I love that. I think there's a good verse that answers the kind of joy that Jesus has, and it's in Hebrews 12, uh, verse 1 through 2. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I want to stop right there for a second, because some of the things we've been talking about is mentioned there. You know, we let go of the weight of sin, we have more peace, and also says we can run with endurance. We're talking about joy being enduring. You know, joy is part of that running the race. But here's where I think it talks about a little bit of what Jesus' joy is. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So the joy that Jesus had was knowing that he's going to be at the right hand of his father, knowing that he's going to enter into perfection, knowing that he's... Uh, Tingly. going to have 
the kingdom and have all his brothers and sisters that are going to be with him on earth eventually with him when the new Jerusalem comes. Like all these things, the hope that he has is his joy. And that's why he was willing to, you know, endure the cross, to suffer in the cross. You know, what just says he despised, he didn't want to, and who can blame him? But that joy, you know, talk about what was Jesus' joy, it was what was ahead to come, of him. Yeah. What was ahead of him. And it shows how Jesus trusted his father's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you trust in faithfulness. Like you you see how faithful someone is and how proven they are and you trust in the evidence of that proof. And that's what I think a lot of people don't realize is that Christianity isn't an evidenceless faith. Absolutely. It's actually an evidence-based faith. Mm. And the evidence is what God has done, how he's spoken to his people, the, the proof of resurrection, and the fact that it went from 12 uneducated country folk in Israel to now 3.5 billion people. All around the world. Yep. Yeah. I uh, I remember Dad telling uh, Josiah and I when we were kids, you know, he would always say the best thing you can earn from someone is their trust. Um, and I think... I don't remember him saying that. Oh, But really? it sounds like something he would say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember it very clearly. Um, well, that answers a lot. <laughs> hmm. Um, <coughs> and I think that... God did that. He, in a sense, earned our trust by proving his faithfulness. And so did Jesus. You know, mm. they go hand in hand. Just like how hope and joy go hand in hand, uh, faithfulness and trust go hand in hand. You know. Um, I also wanted to bring up another verse here. So I want to go to John 15, verse 11. Um, we were just talking about Jesus' joy that we get to enter into. And the context of this is Jesus is saying that he's the true vine and uh, the Father is the vine dresser and if you abide in him, he abides in you and you have, you know, his spirit with you, all these things. Well, yeah, he, it's Jesus is 100% in God. Yeah. Like he is... Fully connected. He abides... He abides with him, and that word is like he dwells. Yeah, like his home, where he resides, lives. lives, is with God. And he says, "If you abide with me, if you live with me, you also abide with the Father." Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then he says, "This yeah. verse in verse eleven. After a lot of this, he says, these things I have spoken to you.' Why? That my joy." which we talk about what his joy is. Sitting at the right hand of the Father, being in perfection, having the kingdom and eternal life, that same joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Yeah. You see, we don't know, we don't have a record of the account of what was discussed or said to Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Right. Mm. Except this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Yeah. 
So, you know, a lot of these things we may just be missing, not being able to understand or grasp or have knowledge of what transpired between Jesus and his Father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we know it was special, nonetheless. Yeah. You know. I think we really see we see the evidence of what we're talking about in the temptation of Jesus when the devil says I will give you the kingdoms of the world everything I'll give it all to you if you you know follow me if you, or if you deny God which I think he was trying to circumvent the short, he was trying to shortcut Jesus' suffering and death yeah. To give him what his his inheritance was, of course, it was is not even close. Yeah, it was a it was a counterfeit. Yeah, it was a it's a counterfeit. I mean, it's it's the great value brand. Yeah, it's like <laughs> hey, if you just wait a little bit, <laughs> you know, you can have a new Corvette, or you can have this one that is on blocks and doesn't have wheels and it's rusting out missing a motor I'll give I'll, yeah I'll give you all yeah I'll give this to you if you <laughs> deny deny your father no thanks I'll just wait that points to the fact of waiting on God mm-hmm. wait how many times does David say that in the song wait on the Lord I say wait mm-hmm. I say mm. That's hard to do sometimes. That's what Lamentations also says. We uh, looked at it last week in our sermon, which at North Kent Bible Church, you can look up North Kent Bible Church sermons. You can find the ones that... A pretty good sermon. <laughs> I'll leave it up to Chuck. He's a, a well-seasoned sermon listener and speaker, so trust his opinion. But it also says in Lamentations 3 that um, God shows favor on those who wait for him and seek him. Mm-hmm. So, can you find joy in God's favor? Mm-hmm. Then you can find joy in waiting. Mm-hmm. Waiting. Yeah. It doesn't need to be resolved on my schedule. It doesn't need to be fixed on my schedule. It doesn't need to be taken out of my life when I want it to because my understanding is not the same as God's and so I'm going to get it wrong if I want it fixed now may not be the right time Mm -hmm. although my flesh is crying out for something who are you relying on? your own understanding? You know, that's not a wise move. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for me. Yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> I saw this this uh, meme that says, you know, I, I just know in my heart that God wants me to be happy. And then it quotes the verse in the Bible, the heart is deceitful above all things. <laughs> <laughs> and desperately wicked. Yeah. And desperately wicked, which our flesh does cry out for certain things. And we yearn. And we can come to God with those desires and feelings. Hmm. But to think that we even have our own schedule implies that we don't think we're servants. Hmm. True. That's a good point. 
Very good. Yeah. We are actually servants. We we are we are slaves and servants and we are subordinates to God's will. Which means his schedule is our schedule. <laughs> yeah. When you don't go to a job and the boss gives you the schedule and say, No, why isn't this my schedule? Like mm-hmm. Well, if you do that, you get fired pretty quickly, you know? Yeah. Chances are good, yeah. Hey, yeah. you know, I was actually planning on thinking of, you know, taking today off and going doing this and that and whatever. And No, actually, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to yeah. be my employee. I just got a craving for uh, going to Disney World. Mm-hmm. And today's the day. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Sorry. Yeah. Yep, we are the laborers. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're the clay. Mm, we are the clay. And the pay you get far outweighs the amount of work that you do. Yeah, it's the best retirement plan you could ever imagine. Oh my! Mm. Nobody's gonna steal it from you. Yeah, it's impar- It's not like a social security. You know, like what do I got to look forward to? You know, by the time I <laughs> I start pulling out social security, I don't know what it's going to be. It might not. You might not even be able to pull out social security. Yeah, or I could die before I get the chance to do it. That's, that's true. I hope not. You know, stock markets crash. Yeah, the things that we think are secure or safe in this world are so not untangible. They're just so fleeting. Temporary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. First Peter says you have an undefiled imperishable hope in Jesus a living hope well any other thoughts or verses or anything else you guys wanted to bring to mind about joy oh joy for joy well let me read this quote all right Joy looks beyond our current situation. Joy can carry us over troubles and pain while we look to the future reality as a promise made by a faithful God that cannot and will not lie. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a better way to end this episode. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah. Let those words resonate with you and let the Spirit fill you with hope and joy. In believing. Join us next week. We're going to be talking about peace. I do believe so. Let me just double check here. Yeah. Chuck is 100% correct. <laughs> next week, we're going to be talking about peace. Mark this on the calendar. <laughs> Chuck is right. We'll put it in the history books. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Until next time. Bye. Bye.